You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Ho, ho, ho. And a bottle of eggnog. I'm mixing different genres. Whatever. Hi, my name is Santa Chad. Welcome to the Screener Squad. With me today, I have Tessa the Elf. Hello! And Spider Mike? Yes, howdy, howdy. You never heard of the Christmas spider? (laughs) No, tell me about the Christmas spider. They make webs to carry presents, and then they go from there. Oh, all right, great. They're indestructible. (laughs) Today, we're talking about HBO Max's Santa Inc. I think the Inc. stands for Incorporated. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not a business guy. I hope so. Basically, it's It's not about Santa tattoos. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I I mean, according to some of us and what's uh, some of the ratings online, people probably would have watched that over this. I would have. That sounds interesting. Santa Inc. starts on uh, Christmas Eve. Santa, played by Seth Rogen, is going out and his head elf Candy, or she's basically third in command. Basically, she's the one that gets shit done. She knows everything. She's in charge. The person that was supposed to take over Santa, you know, when he passes or something happens, he retires, whatever. That person leaves, which gives Candy this big opportunity to step into the big boots, if you will. Uh, She wants to be the next Santa, which comes with a whole array of issues. Uh, The fact that she's an elf. She's a woman. She's a coal miner's daughter. You know, it's she's Jewish. Very heavy. Yeah, she's Jewish. Very heavy handed on the theme. Being a woman in a professional environment, dealing with issues of having a boss that says he's an ally, but in reality, he's just there to save his own skin. It's not terrible. It's not bad. It has a lot of good points and it's funny sometimes, sometimes. All this is happening within a stop motion animation world, a cartoon world, because it just it, it extends the absurdity of everything that's happening. There's a great cast, you know, Sarah Silverman's in it, Seth Rogen, Stupid Monkey, the animation studio that's behind Robot Chicken. It's got a lot of heavy hitters behind this. It just didn't quite have enough holiday spirit. Yeah, that's the that's the say lightly. This, <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I wanted to like this. Like I came into this like really excited because I really like the entire cast of this is great. I'm a big fan of Seth Rogen. I'm a big fan of Sarah Silverman, as well as a lot of the other voice actors that got here, like Craig Robinson. They even got Evan Goldberg to do a Doug voice. Doug Judy. <laughs> Doug Judy. <laughs> Doug Judy. Yeah, and as well as like yeah, there's some Beck Bennett. Like I love Beck Bennett. He's great. I loved Beck Bennett in that episode. I wish he was there more. 
I did too. Yeah, I was really bummed out that like he's just a one and done character, and I'm like, God, I want more Beck Bennett. But that's the thing is, there's so much about the show that like I really like, but there's so much more that's so much worse because, like you said, I like the points it's trying to say. It's very much about breaking through the glass ceiling and the fact that like it's a boys' club, the w- old white dude in a beard being Santa kind of thing, and and that's a nice like idea of a story. But then it's just like, but what if her mom's just a huge whore? And it's like, what? No, that's not like adding anything to this. It's like, yeah, but what if her grandfather won't stop talking about sleeping with every woman in the city? I'm just like, I don't. What are you doing? <laughs> like, constantly, it will do shit like that. And I was just like, ah, it's just like, there's so many great moments. Like I was telling him there's a, a, a gag about a snowball fight that went in a direction I did not expect it to go into that made me laugh. And it's a quick gag. And I wanted more of those gags, like the gag with the snow globe. I love the snow globes gag with that little snowman that's just desperately trying to like not be in the snow globe. And like I had fun with that. Yeah, he yeah, was great. It's just like <laughs> eating a salad. Like it, like him just watching him eating a salad made me laugh. A cob <laughs> salad. It was specifically a cob it's salad. Like I've been yes, stuck in exactly. that snow globe for 40 years and be craving a cob salad. I love that. But yeah, oh my God. Just its idea of jokes are I'm a 13 year old and I figured out the word fuck and I think nudity is funny. Yeah. And it's just constantly full of those from the get go. Like from the very first episode, there's an elf that does like that flashes Santa. And I was like, oh, maybe that's just a quick thing. Maybe I won't see that ever again. It's their whole, no, 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 no. their whole shtick. Let me ask you to this. Did you guys watch Sausage Party? I did. And I did wasn't a fan of a lot of that, too. Uh, okay. I think I did. Yeah. I love the puns, though. The puns are my favorite parts. Well, the one the douche, the douche is constantly saying things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did see Sausage Party. I think I'd pushed most of that out of my mind but yeah i, I saw hey, that so somebody called my name that was a stretch case when you fucking know it <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's there's some good stuff it's, it has the same issues though it has the exact same issues there's so many great like ideas but it's just like but what if what if it was funny if like the hot dog wanted to fuck the hot dog bone real badly and like it's like no that's it was funny at first but you, you keep pushing that same gag over and over they're like a good example i think it's the first episode i want to say it's the first or second episode i think it's a polar bear talking to candy like saying that they want to sleep with them in her time of like being sad and then it just becomes this long gag about Sarah Silverman being like, how did you expect that to work? Like the tears would be the lube or uh, just, like, and it's just this whole, th- it goes on I forever. That was hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to like the joke. Like it was funny at first, but then it just kept going. It was like, wasn't it funny if it was just keep going? I'm like, no, stop the bit with the bit is done. Please stop. But Mike, it's the whole they they do it until it's really tired and kind of awkward that it becomes funny again. Right. Right. How it works in real life? Yeah? Oh my god. Right? Hey guys. Yeah? Yeah? Sorry. Um, anyways. I, I, <laughs> yeah? No. Tessa, you haven't said a lot, so I want you to talk about <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, Tessa, show. you say something. I feel like you're you're hiding hiding over there. Uh yeah. So I've been hearing that this show pissed off some alt-right supremacist Nazi shitbags, which from the get-go, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a positive. Seems like I might like this if we're pissing off Nazis. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, so the second episode has something that basically is is what pissed them off, which is a fine gag and was all right, I guess. Apparently, alt-right people, it's getting, it's getting review bombed right now, I think, is what I've been hearing, is people are just giving it really, really low scores. Um, 
It's like a 1.5 on IMDb. Yeah. Yeah, it's really low. Or 1.2. It's it's getting review bombed. So I was a huge fan of stop animation as a kid. The Rankin Bass films were kind of a staple in my household around the holidays, whether it was like there was like an Easter movie, I think, Easter Rabbit movie, um, which they pulled into this show in a way as well, along with the Rudolph films. But I got to say my favorite Christmas special was uh, Will Venter's Claymation Christmas, and it was... uh, a special and it was hosted by claymation dinosaurs the california raisins make an appearance at some point i want to say anyways that was one of my favorite stop animation specials and it was a little madcap and a little weird and the humor was a little it was kind of just sarcastic and goofy and there was a lot of wordplay which i really enjoyed and was kind of hoping this would be like but this like you guys said it kind of leaned into the raunch a little too heavy for me and before we started recording we were talking about there's a lot of cussing in like the first five minutes of this, like, fuck this, fuck that shit, damn hell. You know, they're just like laying it on thick. And I, and I think it's mostly so that parents know this isn't for kids. Like before they really get into like, you know, the blowjobs and the nudity and all the sex stuff and all that jazz, they want to throw down all those bombs so the parents can change it real quick and be like, oh shit, you know, this is not for kids. There's some fun design choices that were made in this. I really like how they integrated like contemporary objects and designs with classic Christmas motifs. That was really fun to me. I feel like the miniature and the art department and the prop department had a really fun job. I mean, it looked like it was really fucking fun. And I love that somewhere on someone's resume, they can put that they have made miniature uh, sex toys. So many dildos. I know. So many miniature dildos. So many. I have to give props to the amount of work that went into this and the fact that, you know, when they built some of this stuff, they were pretty much committed to whatever they wrote. So they probably couldn't do a lot of rewrites on some of the things they are like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do that. Well, it's already built. So there you go. <laughs> so um, I might give them a little bit of slack for that. Yeah, the animation is gorgeous because um, these guys have been doing stop animation for a very long time. Crossing mm-hmm. Swords, I think, was the last thing they did, which, again, was a very... That's the exact same issues this show has, mm. which is that it's really well animated, but it's it leans too heavily in just, what if everything's vulgar because this is a cutesy-looking thing? Weren't we both and on the it, review for that? Um, I think we were. I, I know me I and Mindy were. Yeah, uh, and that means we were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> and the new season, a new season started, and I did not mention it to Chris in any shape or form because I'm not falling for that one again. Good move. <laughs> That's what I is what I mean. And yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Like I I really wish they would make more Titan Maximum, which was a show that they did that was making fun of like Voltron and stuff because their animation has has definitely gotten even better than even then. And I would love to see them to, to do more stuff like that. Because that had really smart writing in it. This is just... I don't know. Who wrote this, by the way? Like, does, yeah. Look at does it say? So it was created by Alexandra Rushfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and looks like she's been a producer on Parks and Rec, ironically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love and Shrill. Looks like she was the showrunner for this. Um, and she directed the first few episodes. So... Uh, yeah, it looks like according to the, the writing she did... It's written by did, eight different people. Each episode has a different writer. Yeah. It looks like she had a lot to do with each all eight, though. But yeah, there's so yeah. much about the show that I want. Like, there's there's a gag that had me dying, which is there's <laughs> um there's a part where they're saying where Santa's mad that Candy told him to go fuck himself, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and there's and they're like they're talking to each other and they're shaking hands at one point in front of a bunch of people, and he's like, "Are you are you Morse coding? Go fuck yourself <laughs> with <laughs> Into my, my hand. hand," and I was just laughing so hard because of like. 
how insane that sounded and and, <laughs> and just the way she says the way she like agrees that that's exactly what she's doing and he walks around he's like god that still hurts yeah <laughs> and like that's the thing seth rogan is really funny in this like he's he has so many great lines that constantly had me dying because he's so up his own ass that you can't help but like love like help i can't help but like laugh at the idea of a santa claus that was just constantly just like yeah but what about me like aren't i the bravest person in this room kind of thing the best gag they do with him to just kind of like he he's super cool on the surface but you know once you peel the layers he's just as you know self-focused as any of us but he always brings up because the original uh, successor to Santa Claus was going to be Tim Meadows character. Brent gets hired by Amazon to go be with that soulless company. Santa keeps bragging that, oh, well, hey, I I, I was the one that said we should have the first black Santa. (laughs) Yeah. And it and at first you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool and progressive. But again, this is where I think the show like did try to do things is that he kept bringing it up as like a hey look at me i'm super cool and progressive and i'm i'm the best even yeah, it's though like everyone that he knew like his his wife like everyone he's like i they kept telling me i shouldn't do it but i was like look it's time it has to be done like he wouldn't stop talking about it which like that was one of the few gags that kept happening that i still laughed at because it kept adding to the fact that this dude is so full of himself he won't let go of something that didn't even work. Yeah, yeah, that's the funny thing. It didn't even work. I feel like Candy Smalls. I can't help but just keep seeing Sarah Silverman's character from Wreck It Ralph. Just a whole tiny, dark-haired, impish girl. I just sort of see that. It's just like she tends. It feels like what what that act, what that character would be like if they were allowed to curse mm-hmm. and just say vulgar shit, and like, and Ralph just had to deal with it. <laughs> We didn't even talk about her friends yet, which is um, one of them is a cookie cookie played by Leslie Grossman. And she had some really good gags, too, because um, some of her side, char- side characters had some really good gags. Cookie specifically, like there's a part she keeps talking about, like her life as a, a mother and her husband's played by Evan Goldberg. And like there's so many like weird gags or they're just like, did you hire Hitman to kill my husband? Because I told you we're we're good now. Like, <laughs> like just stuff like that made me laugh. It wasn't like a gag about reindeer orgies that like that's one of the ones that's done by um, the other friend. Yeah, Goldie was the reindeer. She has some nice lines, but I also felt like she got a lot of the other vulgar lines among the three of them. Mm-hmm. And there's just I don't know, like I, I wanted to like this. Like I, I can't help but say I wanted to like this. But uh, Junior, too, as a character, uh, Craig Robinson was oh, freaking yeah. hilarious. He's he was such really a dick. funny. He was he was a good example of like of what I thought was smart writing was the idea of like that Rudolph had a son who like was so full of himself because it's the exact opposite of what happened to Rudolph. Kind of like everyone loves this dude. Although there's a great like reveal sort of about about why he has a chip on the shoulder in some ways involving another character that caught me off guard as well as like the fact that he also was talking about like how he hates his mom because his mom hated him oh <laughs> yeah it's just it's like my mom hated me and she tried to make me to cover my nose fuck her <laughs> like shit like that and just like and and then there's like a, there's so many weird like story points that like i thought were somewhat smart but kind of weird honestly i think the best episodes were the last like two or three yeah it i i felt the same the the later half definitely is better the first half is all set up because it it 
it pulls back on this vulgarity a lot more in those and becomes a much more not serious per se, but it, it becomes smarter in what it in what it's making fun of. I think once Candy has her final like the fuck you moment, you know? Yeah. She has more of a focus to get to the end. It's more tightly written and it's more focused. So I, I think it's just stronger there. And it's more what I wish the show was because, yeah, a lot of it's set up and it's like it's office humor for some of it, too. And I don't mean the show, the office. I mean, like actual like legitimate office humor because these people working in what's essentially a Santa incorporated office and dealing with interns. It's hard to really say why this doesn't work for me without just saying oh, the same thing over and over again. It's too vulgar. I'm just, is it OK if I go to my final thoughts, to be honest, from here? No, do it. I want to say it's worth the watch, but I honestly don't think it is. I think if you have something that you want to watch on Christmas and you just want to get drunk and just and high or whatever, this might be for you because it, it and if you're a teenager, I think you would love this. If if I had saw this during my peak robot chicken watching years of when it started, I guarantee you I probably would have adored this the same way I adored Drawn, Drawn Together when it came out. Drawn Together is very just full of vulgarity jokes and I loved it back then, and I guarantee I would have loved that, loved this then. My age now, I'm just, I can't, I can't really love this. Um, but I don't think it's terrible either. I don't, I agree with you, Chad, in the fact that I don't think it's the worst thing ever. I don't think it should be review bombed to like ones. I would give it a solid four out of ten Morse code handshakes. <laughs> Tessa? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to just echo everything we said earlier and what Mike just said. Um, it doesn't deserve to be review bombed, but I don't think it's really going to be blowing any minds with anything like really kind of smart to say. It tries to do something there, you know, as far as the writing goes. And and as you all said, it, it started to get there towards the last episodes, but it starts kind of weak and a bit on the raunchier end of the spectrum. And a late high school Tessa who was watching Adult Swim and, you know, the Brack show and, you know, Aqua Teen Hunger Force would super have been into this. So maybe maybe we're just too old and just not hip enough. We just don't get it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that I also am going to be giving this a four out of ten future latchkey gingerbread children. It's got issues. We've talked about that. I really like the animation. I've always loved Stupid Monkey. Like, I've always loved Robot Chicken. The cast is great. Mike said it right. Like, get high, get drunk, <laughs> watch this. I think it's hilarious. I mean, it's it's not all laugh out loud, even if you're into stupid ass humor. But it's it's got its moments. It's not. They're 23 minute episodes. Like, you can smash through this uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. You don't have to go see your family. Fuck them. They're just going to complain that you went to art school and you never amounted to anything. So you might as well go watch a stop motion animation film about elves and deer and fucking everybody fucking each other and whatever. <laughs> Seven out of ten uh, hit and runs. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is this show has it has so many great moments and. I I kind of I I assume they're going to make more of it, but if they do, I hope they just I may end up watching it. I'm not going to lie. Like if, <laughs> if, but only if it's only if I find out if it's better written. Yeah. Is what it comes down to. Cuz Cro oh. Crossing Swords was was the opposite though, where I hated it so much that I'm never going to watch it ever again. I don't know. I I don't think they're going to get a second season out of this. They set it up for one. I mean, but I guess everything does nowadays cuz you just have to assume it's going to be amazing. 
and it's going to make yeah. a lot of money and you're going to get to do more. So Merry Christmas and a happy nude elf year. 